Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Did you know that the heart space is about so much more than love? It's the place in our body where the spirit and the physical meet, the gateway to the infinite, to quantum vibration or resonance. In this episode, we talk about the importance of the heart space to spiritual awakening, greater fulfillment, and how you can access more of the little-known potential that it holds. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part, the group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please help us out by hitting the like button. It helps us get the word out to more people. And if you want to make sure you don't miss our regular new content, click the subscribe button too. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing Beyond Love, exploring the heart's quantum connection. This is a, a I think it's a really beautiful, delicate topic. Mm -hmm. And because there's a lot of focus nowadays on the heart yeah. and not necessarily the physical heart and your health mm -hmm. of your heart. We're talking about the energetic space of the heart yeah right yeah and there's a whole institute that studies this area mm -hmm. the heart math institute yeah affiliated with stanford university no, no less yeah right yeah. so i mean it's a thing now mm -hmm. but why is it so important yeah that's what i want to know why has it become an area that people want to understand yeah at a higher level mm-hmm and why is it important to us to become aware of this space? Yeah. Well, I'll bottom line it because I tend to be a bottom line kind of gal. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to ascend spiritually, if you want to awaken, if you want to move up in consciousness level, which is all synonymous with each other, you must be able to drop the seat of your consciousness from your mind to your heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's not so easy. Yeah. I mean, I know personally. Okay, so let me just start with that. You want to drop the seat of your consciousness mm -hmm. from your mind to your heart. Mm -hmm. So you're saying the seat of my consciousness is in my mind all the time? Yeah. Well, if you think about what you think about, you think we all think a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and we're always up in our heads and we're thinking about what's happening in the future. We're thinking about what we're eating for dinner. We're thinking about what we should have done yesterday. We're thinking, 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 and the thoughts can get really loud. Mm -hmm. And so your focus and your attention, your awareness is up here in your thoughts. Right. And we get very attached to our thoughts. We think we're our thoughts. Our thoughts sometimes are very, very loud. They're sometimes repetitive. We can't seem to get away from them. And so we very much have our attention in the thought, okay. in the thoughts, I should say, because it's usually many of them. <laughs> and often it's interesting if you actually really think about your thoughts, um, they're repetitive. And we often think that we are our thoughts. We think that we are our emotions. And we believe them a lot. Yes. 
I mean, true. there's lots of stories where you really believed something to happen or is happening, and then you find out that it actually was something completely different. Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about that in a previous yeah. podcast. Okay, so there, what you're saying is there's a movement from mm-hmm. this consciousness being obsessed in the mind, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. right? And dropping into the heart space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... We want to do this because we want to raise our frequency mm-hmm. and move into a higher vibration. Yeah, exactly. So why is the heart so important? So a lot of people associate the heart with love. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I love I love my husband. I love my pets. I love my kids. I love, right? So we associate the heart with love. And just that. And just that mm-hmm. alone. So I'm not suggesting that the heart can't expand from love because it is. I mean, that's the place where you start to feel the swelling of this love. And it, it can be more than just for a person. It can be, you know, if you look at an expansive night sky and you and you feel the wonder of the stars, you can start to, you know, rise in your resonance and you start to feel love for the sky and the love for the earth and love for your life and love for, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what we, and you can feel this, a lot of people will feel almost like the swelling in their heart space. And so that's what we associate with love. And the thing is, the heart space is in part about love because love is a higher vibrating emotion. And just to add, if Mm -hmm. I may, when that is happening for myself, Mm -hmm. I'm no longer here in the mind. Yes, exactly. That's the other part of that. Just as you were talking, because I can totally relate. Yeah. When I'm in that feeling of love and gratitude. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't hear the mind anymore. Yeah, exactly. I, I, there's no thoughts rambling and banging away at me. Yeah. It's like I'm just feeling. Yes, exactly. And you also enter the present moment of linear time. Because imagine whether you're looking at the night sky or a sunset or the water in the ocean or whatever it is that you're looking at and you feel the swelling in the heart space, you're not really thinking about what you have to do in the future or what you in the past. You're just in that moment enjoying what is happening in front of you and then you can feel and then it almost like amplifies mm-hmm. that feeling of love and gratitude and appreciation and just all the amazing things that you get to experience in the brilliance of yourself and in life mm-hmm. so the heart space is this amazing let's call it place or meeting point between the physical and the spirit okay where these two things overlapping so you have the opportunity to move from like the mundane or like the thought process, which is very physical, 3D sort of based, and move into this expansive space of the spirit. And also to your point about the HeartMath Institute, the toroidal field of the heart is huge. They've mapped it. The Stanford HeartMath Institute is amazing. They've been doing this work for years. And they've actually mapped like how big it is. And the amazing thing about the toroidal field of the heart is um, once you're aware of it, when you're in it, the amount of information that you can get from the toroidal field of the heart, meaning intuitive knowingness. Okay, I just want to back up a little bit mm-hmm. because the toroidal field, for anybody that's listening, mm-hmm. what is the significance of the toroidal field? Mm-hmm. Because it has to do with, like you say, mm-hmm. spirit. Spirit and receiving and giving, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that's the whole shape. It goes out and it comes, comes in. back in. Yeah. Yes. So that's what it is. It's basically a light field. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's the light field that your heart emits. And from my perspective, and you and I have talked about this before, we're all light vibrating. Mm-hmm. And so the higher and higher in vibration you get, the clearer and clearer and brighter your light becomes, so to speak. I mean, yeah. to sort of go into like 
pseudo spiritual talk, but it's it is true actually yeah. that your light does get clearer and brighter and more brilliant as your vibration rises, and so. The toroidal field of the heart, as you mentioned, is a giving and a receiving. It is circular in motion, mm -hmm. and it is infinite because it, it's a circle, a circle in a way. I mean, it's a sphere, really, but um, it comes back towards you. And so the clearer and brighter you are, the more you receive in terms of synchronicities, magic, knowingness, all that sort of stuff, because the clearer and brighter you become, you see. So it's this constant giving and receiving that happens as the heart field expands and clarifies, which is really amazing. It's also the place where... Um, from my perspective, if you can move the seat of your consciousness, going back to another point that you just made, mm -hmm. from the mind, which is like talking to you all the time, tells you about all the things that you need to be doing, is attached to all kinds of things going a certain way, right? That's what the mind wants. Mm -hmm. When you can drop your consciousness into the center of the heart space, that is when you can enter not only the present moment of linear time, but into the realm of spirit, into the realm of unity consciousness, into what we've talked about as the quantum field, okay? So to rise in your consciousness enough to be able to access that. And I that's think, a, Yeah, I think we need to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on too much, okay. <laughs> okay, well, there's a few things in there. Okay, right. All right. So first of all, to drop from, mm -hmm. take your seat of consciousness from the head mm -hmm. into the heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's kind of, kind of like an oxymoron in a way because mm -hmm. you're not really dropping. No, right? that's true. <laughs> okay, we're shifting. Yes. But in, in that shift, we actually rise. Yes. So the reason I said drop, uh -huh. thank you for asking the question, is because you need to surrender in order to shift into the heart space resonance. Uh, surrender what? So you have to surrender, well, your will, basically, and right. also your mind. And so in that surrender, most people think of surrender or they feel surrender as a dropping. Does uh -huh. that make sense? Uh -huh. But you're right. It's not really a drop in your resonance. It's a dropping of your attachment, of your will, of your mind, so that you can enter a surrender state and then enter the resonance of the heart. Okay. That is more specific. Yes. Yes. But I can also hear people saying, what, I'm going to go crazy? I have to lose my mind? Yeah. So it's not about releasing your mind entirely. It's about releasing the dominance of the mind. Aha. Uh -huh. Right? Where the mind is always running the show. I mean, I mean, think about your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mind is constantly talking to you all the time. And like you said, we believe our mind all the time. Mm -hmm. And we believe our thoughts. And often our thoughts aren't very kind to us. Yeah. They're often quite mean. Especially when they're about us. You know, especially when we're starting, we haven't cleared the distortion patterns. So I'm often, just going to say, yeah. is that the where the seat of the distortion patterns play yeah. as well? Yeah, so your distortion patterns, your thoughts, so backing up, your thoughts and your emotions are a reflection of your distortions, uh -huh. of your distortion patterns. Right. It's like the embodied aspect of what the distortion patterns look like in our human experience. Uh -huh. So what's awesome is that as you rise in your in your vibration, the nature of your thoughts, the nature of your emotions will change because they are a reflection of those distortion patterns. Oh, that's a great explanation. So basically, I can use my thoughts as an echo of a distortion pattern. Yeah, you can track your distortion pattern uh -huh. through the thoughts you're thinking. Exactly. Nice. That's yeah. a great tool. Yeah. Okay, so, right. We are clearing our distortions. Mm -hmm. And in that, the thoughts start to become a little bit clearer, less mm -hmm. muddy. Mm -hmm. And is it just a natural thing that happens? Yeah. Once we rise enough or clear enough, mm -hmm. then we start to move 
naturally into this space of the heart field because that bind of the mind isn't so strong? Or Yeah, it can be because what happens is that you gain space from your thoughts, uh-huh. right? So you're like, oh, I'm just having a thought as opposed to I have the thought and I think it's real, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's a very huge shift for most people. And then to me, it's you have to do a little bit more than just release your distortion. You have to um, rise enough in your consciousness and have this like skill set to be able to move your consciousness into the heart space. Now, I'm not saying that there's nobody out there who can do it on their own. Of course there are. You know, you can, mm-hmm. right? And there are tools. You know, we taught the navigating the mystery of the void. Yeah. That is all about turning away from the dominance of the mind and dropping into the heart space. I was just going to ask you, yeah. what what is how do we do, do it? That, yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. That, I would want to know straight away, how yes. do we do this? Yes, <laughs> and I would say that when you are able to, for me, it was a relief when I first could do it because, you know, the mind doesn't shut up. It's always talking at us, mm-hmm. always. And even as I gained more and more space from it and I would notice my thoughts and I had the space to notice my thoughts, I'm like, good Lord, I think a lot, you know, there's like a lot of thoughts. And even then the thoughts get fewer in number as you rise in resonance, which is great. And then you think, well, I used to think a lot more, so this is pretty good, you know. But then when, you, but even as you rise in your vibration, you have days and moments, you're a human, mm-hmm. where you have your distortion patterns and those thoughts get really loud again. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to turn away from the dominance of the mind and be like, no, this isn't all of me. I'm greater than this. There's an aspect of me that's greater than this. Mm-hmm. I have to do just use my tools and bring myself back into drop moving mm-hmm. into the resonance of the heart space. Right. And then something else can happen. So I'm guessing just as you're talking, I mean, there's a couple of things going on in my mind. I'm remembering when I went to my very first meditation class mm-hmm. and she asked me, why did I come? And I said, so I could shut off my mind. And she burst out laughing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. I remember thinking, what's she want for now? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I understand. Um, Okay, so, but the other side is, I'm guessing that we have to, uh, we have to know what that resonance of the heart is then. Yes, Right, or recognize it. Yes, exactly. And the clarity of it. How do we do that? So part of, that's part of what we do in Uh, all the, especially in the work that we've been giving in the past year or so. So, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, we did the navigating the mystery of the void Mm -hmm. so that you could start to move into the surrender required to move into the heart space. Because, yeah. you know, it sounds really easy to surrender. <laughs> but I don't know if people out there were like, are like me, the way I used to be. Like, surrender was like the most terrifying thing that I could possibly do because I was such a control freak and I had so many fear patterns. I was like, I know that it's important to surrender or whatever. Yeah. But I I was just like, it takes so much courage to surrender. At least it did for me. You know, to be able to be like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens, I guess. <laughs> not easy for me and and as you're talking there's going to be people there that really want to do this yeah and probably don't even know how to like i have, i remember in a scene from kung fu panda yeah where he's trying to meditate and kung fu panda in the background is banging and clacking he's like i am peace i am peace i am peace yeah. you know? <laughs> well i'm imagining you know i'm gonna get in the heart i'm gonna get i'm yeah. gonna find the heart space yeah I'm gonna, i mean Where do we start? Yeah, and that's why that navigating the mystery of the void is so important because you can't think your way there. Mm. It has to do with a knowing because it doesn't necessarily be feeling. You know, a lot of people will know without 
or be aware of without feeling, so to speak, you know? And some people are feelers like yourself, yeah, yeah. very strong feelers, right? And so the thing is, once you start to be aware of no, to feel, to entrain to a certain resonance of the heart, then you're like, there's a part of you that's like, I know what this is. Oh, okay. Because okay. I was going to say, how do you know it? Yes, yeah. exactly. You're just like, I recognize this space. Uh -huh. And for some people, they're very physical. So they notice their bodies uh -huh. and they can feel really still inside and they feel their breath slow down ah. and they feel their body relax. Okay. And that's an indication to them that they're in that space, you know, where they are moving into a space where they can get into this surrender state and then enter that field of the heart. Ah, and I guess if you're one, if you're a person that just knows, mm -hmm. I guess a signal might be that the brain's chatter has gotten a lot quieter. Quieter, yes. Ah, okay. And it's funny that, as you said, you know, the mind is a funny thing. You can be having this profound meditation, at least for me, is what I'll say. I can be having this profound meditation and this like random thought will come blasting through. I'm like having this incredibly profound experience where I, you know, some mystery is being revealed and then my mind is like, don't forget to clean the bathroom. <laughs> really? Right now? Like right now. <laughs> it's almost like the mind's going, don't forget about me. Exactly, exactly what's happening. Okay, so there's a couple of things again. I mean, we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why we want to be there, we haven't quite got to yet. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I really want to be careful not to demonize the mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not about, as you say, it's not about demonizing the mind. It's about challenging its dominance, mm -hmm. right? Where it's always telling us what to do when we believe it and so on. So to recognize, you need your mind. You're yeah, human. Yeah. You need to think and you need to plan because, you know, you function in the physical world. And so the thing is to have the mind be the tool it's meant to be mm. rather than the dominating force that it is, yeah. which tells us all kinds of things mm. about us, our reality, that limits us, that does a whole bunch of things. It can also, if it is not dominant and you're actually being led by the heart, meaning what does it mean to be led by the heart? You know, this yeah. is like a very, like... <sighs> spiritually new agey mm -hmm. kind of thing to say you know she be led used by a lot heart. and not understood Do it. yes yeah. so to me you know and a lot of people will say like be led by love or whatever it is mm -hmm. they're thinking so to me when you are the heart is more dominant than the mind it means that you're in surrender to the present moment mm -hmm. and you're are willing to allow that to unfold and to follow that. Right. Okay. Which can take a lot of courage for somebody who has a lot of fear or a lot of control or a lot of anger or these kinds of emotions. It's difficult to. But as you clear your distortions, you're able to. And then you can be present in the moment. And as you are present and watching the unfolding and participating in that unfolding, that is when synchronicity, the magic, and all that sort of stuff that we talked about, mm. the abundance, the collaboration, everything gets higher in resonance because you're in that field of the heart which is, again, that bridge between the physical and the spirit. Yes. Yes, and I guess and when you're in that, to recognize for myself, then the gratitude yes. is going to be greater. Exactly. Right? So just yeah. for me as a, a person, I'll, I'll know, okay, because I've noticed when I'm in it, there's gratitude for the simplest of things. Yes. And then the unfolding of what's happening in front of me, having nothing to do with, I'm grateful for that and mm -hmm. trust, mm -hmm. trust in it. Yes. Okay, so that I would describe as the passive experience, even though it's not really. Yeah. It's the passive experience of being in that space or field of the heart. Yes. But what I know that you've started to teach is a very, very opposite. It's quite an active. active yeah. Because you've managed now to 
I don't know if you'd say tap into it or understand that there's another element to the heart space yes. that maybe hasn't been available before or we just never were in it long enough to understand yeah. that it was available. Yeah. So we are now in this place where we can activate the quantum lens of the heart. Now, it's not like the quantum lens of the heart hasn't always been there. It has been. The quantum nature of the universe is there. It's just that we haven't been high enough in vibration in order to access it. And so when we gave the spiritual alchemy, transmuting chaos into power retreat, that's the first time that I taught how to do this, which is all about recognizing that from your mind's perspective, everything seems like chaos, right? Because it has no order. Your mind actually cannot understand the, the magnitude of what is unfolding. And there's actually something that we call non-chaos, which is from the perspective of spirit unfolding, it's actually in perfect timing and in its perfection and everything fits together. But your mind can't possibly, I mean, your little mind is like, oh my God, I can barely understand that. I mean, you can't even fathom it. So it is about moving from the perspective of the mind, which has that feeling sense of that overwhelm, that resistance to chaos and transmuting in through the quantum lens of the heart into the perspective of the non-chaos, right? It's like that magnificence of the unfolding of what is. You know, I'm going to have to ask you what the quantum <laughs> lens of the heart is, right? I mean, I've got a sense of what it might be by yeah. the way you described it, but um, I'm going to understand that there's going to be people who are going to say, quantum lens of the heart? Do we have a lens in the heart? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, you know, when I first experienced it, it kind of was kind of mind-blowing to me too, you know. But it's a, um, let's call it space or resonance uh -huh. in the heart uh -huh. that once it's active, meaning you have activated or entrained to it or uh -huh. have felt it or are aware of it on some level, yeah, it like turns on, so to speak. And when that happens, you are able then to access the realm of the quantum, which means the higher consciousness levels. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds like a really big topic. It is. So <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, I do recommend watching the whole podcast that we did, a whole podcast episode we did on spiritual alchemy. Because if you want to know more about the quantum lens of the heart and what spiritual alchemy is, that would be a good one to watch. Okay, so just for this episode, mm -hmm. if we could maybe just have a, a quick summary of, I mean, why do we care about yeah. the quantum level? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, when you get to the quantum level, everything changes. So what does that mean? Because, I mean, that's kind of like a big statement. Mm -hmm. Okay. It means that you start to understand that you are so much greater than the limiting potential of your, like the limiting thoughts of your mind. Mm -hmm. You start to live from that level of like, wow, there's the aspect of me that I may not completely understand or I may not know, but there's an aspect of me that resonates at much higher levels of consciousness. So this mind and this mind chatter and these thoughts, while they're important from a human perspective, you have the perspective of you from a much higher level order. So what you think is important, your worries, your stresses, the things that limit you, become much smaller mm. in comparison. So what does that mean? That means the you that you can be is no longer limited by those same constraints. That changes. Mm -hmm. And then also what happens at that level of the quantum is your spiritual momentum speeds up. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, spiritual momentum mm -hmm. being? 
being your vibrational level uh-huh. and the rate at which you can ascend in your consciousness and what you get to experience in your meditations, in your everyday interactions, all that stuff shifts because you are rising very, 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 very quickly in terms of your vibrational level. And we want that because basically we can move into a different way of living life, yes. right? Yeah, not only living life, but your perspective of life, how you feel about it, mm-hmm. the what you can create manifest, uh-huh. how many people are attracted to you. I mean, not sexually. I just mean like want to be around yeah. you, want yeah. to collaborate with you. Um, the inspiration that you re- receive is going to be from a much higher level order of vibration. The um, you start, This is a funny thing. It's going to sound silly almost, but you realize that you don't have to chase, Hmm. that you realize that you are enough. And I think that sounds like maybe like a small thing, Hmm. but for many of us, we chase many things, Yeah, you know, and we chase because we're in lack. We don't feel like we really are in abundance. And that's why abundance is such a catchword, right? Because people don't feel like they're in it. They feel like they're in scarcity. Mm-hmm. But when you enter the quantum, it is required that you start to feel the infiniteness of yourself. And in that infiniteness, you have access to infinite abundance. That is your very nature. Yeah. And the, the funny part of all that is, though, once you do get into that space, you actually don't really want anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because everything's accessible to you. Yes. Yes. And, and you're surrendered to it as well. Exactly. You know, like you understand and trust the process. I think, I mean, I'm, I mean, I've had snippets of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's not this need to know what's coming next because I think I need to control it because it's not going to be the way I want it to be. And I need that to happen for that to happen. Ah. Exactly. (laughs) And that's that whole control pattern of the mind trying to create certainty. Because what happens is something that's of a much higher level order vibration, which is that trust that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Because there's a part of you that is aware of the the unfolding of the all that is and that you are cared for, you Mm. know. And it's like, and that you are co-creating it. Yes. That's the other thing, is that you're empowered within it, mm-hmm. rather than being a victim to the unfolding. Yes, 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 yes. <gasps> so, what are we going to do in the GFC? <laughs> <laughs> so, in the GFC, what we're going to do is give you more space from your thoughts mm-hmm. and start to entrain you to the resonance of the heart. Ooh, let's go. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for Beyond Love, exploring the heart's quantum connection. 
settling in, becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, noticing your body from skin in or from all the way in, all the way out to your skin. Noticing your body in its completeness. And then bringing your attention to your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it first without changing it. Notice if you feel compelled to change it. And then after a few breaths of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to take up a lot more room, to slow down. to expand more deeply into the body. Good. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you like a balloon. cultivating spherical awareness. Now, spherical awareness is important if you want to have greater intuition, more synchronicities, more nonlinear possibility. So it's an important thing to cultivate. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. So noticing the texture of the air against your skin. Noticing its relative temperature. whether it's heavy with humidity or crispy and dry. Whether there's heaviness in the air from smog or fog. Good. And now please blink your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. For just a few seconds, 
The quality of the light changes all the time. Depending on the time of the day, time of the year, what the weather's doing. And after you notice the quality of the light, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And as you become aware of each of these objects, becoming aware of the distance between each object and you, and then feeling that distance. So for example, if object A is the desk, you'd notice that the desk is about seven feet to you. And then you would feel the distance between the desk and you. And you would do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space becomes more precise, more focused, more present for you. Good. And whenever you have completed triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, and bringing your attention to your lower belly, which is between your belly button and your pubic bone, bringing a hand or some fingers to this space to help you anchor your attention. Good. Keeping your attention on the spot. Let's take a deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever you've completed that five count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out also for a count of five. And whenever you've completed that one single long deep breath, breathing normally, And what we're waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. We are waiting for this because when the mastermind becomes coherent, it starts to move with optimal efficiency and more momentum, which gives each of you as participants more ability and more momentum to clear more of your patterns. So while we wait for that to happen, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, that I sometimes work in silence, especially if the frequencies we're working with are very high 
and the mastermind is able to pace with and integrate those frequencies. Sometimes I make noise or sound. So you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. So I invite you to remain curious and open and to explore further. Good. So now that the mastermind has become coherent, let's ask ourselves the following question to ourselves. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining, sensing, or feeling a brilliance from deep within, that becomes brighter. And as this brilliance intensifies, it starts to expand out through your cells, through your organs, out through your bone structure, through your flesh, and out through your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Good. Please notice the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. 
And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance higher, or said differently, your vibrational level higher, irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things we do together. Because how high your frequency resonance is dictates everything. From how you feel, what opportunities you have, how much abundance you can access, how much distortion you can release. So it's one of the most important things we do together. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bringing your attention now, please, to your heart space, right in the center of your chest, in your nipple line, in addition to right in the center of your solar plexus. So your solar plexus is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So I'm bringing you into the center of your body and present in time. So meaning in the present moment of linear time. And as I do this, giving you more space from your thoughts. So you realize that they're just thoughts that you're thinking. They may not be true, even though they feel real. Yeah. So giving you more distance. Please imagine softening into this space, dissolving, dropping into, melting into this space.
Really lovely. Good. Bring your attention, please, to the base of the groin, all the way up through the center of the body, right into that pineal gland, which is a little sphere right in the center of your brain, about the size of an eyeball. So we are very attached to our thoughts. There's a little subgroup here that's very addicted to them. Okay. It's hard for you to stop thinking. You're a little afraid of silence or being quiet. For another little subgroup here, it's actually hard for you to focus because you're so used to filling your mind with thoughts or distracting it by looking at things that cause thoughts like social media. So let's release this. To give you more space from your thoughts. Really good. Bringing your attention now, please, to the heart space, right in the center of the chest and the midline. And as you're aware of your heart space, imagining the very center of it, deep within the body. So as I expand the heart space, If you can keep your attention, even if it's a small portion of it, in the very center of the heart, as you imagine the entire heart field expanding, okay, once again, like a balloon, in all directions around it.
And as you become aware of your heart field expanding, imagining, sensing, feeling, that same brilliance that you were aware of a few minutes ago, expanding out through the heart center. in all directions around you. Really lovely. Bringing your attention now, please, to the xiphoid process. And about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line towards the belly button. Clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done. So it makes integrating the higher resonating version of you a little slower. So if I reset this, clear it out, which only takes a couple of seconds, makes things a little easier. Excellent. Taking a deep breath in, holding it for a count of four, three, two, one, exhaling with sound. Huh. Holding your breath out for a count of four, three, two, one. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion Usually, there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.